You're listening to Strictly Business Podcast with Lindsay Williams. This edition of It's My Money is brought to you by Brenthurst Wealth, your partner for global wealth creation. It's Tuesday, so it's time for It's My Money, which is brought to you by Brenthurst Wealth. And from Brenthurst Wealth in Stellenbosch today is Stefan Janser van Furen. This is something that I'm not passionate about, but I'm certainly interested in, and that is why U.S. inflation spooks investors. This was a piece that was posted on a website a while ago, and the opening paragraph is as follows. For the past year, the impact of the COVID-19 pandemic dominated investment conversations, drove markets, and so we go on. U.S. inflation, it goes on to say, has now overtaken COVID-19 as investors' biggest worry. The author of this is Stefan Janser van Furen, and he's with me now. I've been talking about this for four months, Stefan. This actually resonates with me. Hi, Lindsay. Nice to speak to you again. You know, you. I think as as markets have picked up again, um, investors are sitting, or some investors are sitting on considerable profits, especially if they um, with the market coming off such lows. Um, and I think that tension in, in, in or that the nerves of those investors and any 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 change in the, in the underlying market conditions, interest rate-wise, uh, bond tapering from the central banks, easing of of, of the, the 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 money being flooded into the market by central banks would would cause investors to start say trembling in their boots because of of the considerable stretch of 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 profits that they've had in the recent months. I think what we also put into perspective, though, Stefan, is that the I think over the last 40 years, the bond market has been in a bull market. And that means that yields going down and uh, the bond price is going up. But it suddenly started to change. But also the perspective that we need to we need to realize is that I think the average over the last 10 or 20 years, I can't remember the exact time frame, is that the US 10-year bond yield is 5.3%, something like that. And at the moment, we're only, okay, we're at a 14-month high, I think it is, but we're only at 1.7%. So we mustn't get too worried about it, although markets, of course, are forward-looking. Yeah, I think putting into perspective against historic figures and historic averages about inflation and and bond yields are nowhere near what we used to. If we're looking, or, or not what we used to, what we what 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 history has portrayed, but investors have grown so accustomed to to these low bond yields, um, and I think it's it's not absolute levels that are worrying, but. It, but the, the relative changes, and and, and you know, it's not absolute levels, but the speed at which they are changing, I think that's that's having investors nervous. It's the rate of change that that might cause cause trouble in the market instead of the, the absolute levels. I agree with you entirely because it's almost a relentless bull market. And when I say bull market, I mean a bull yield market because it pulls back and then it goes up again and makes a new high, pulls back a little bit, and then the process continues. Why is inflation bad for markets? Because I thought that if we get a reasonable amount of inflation, then corporates can justify passing on prices to their customers and therefore their share prices go up. Why are you worried about inflation or particularly Potentially worried about inflation. Uh, now, yes, we, 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 I'm going to use my bailout. Um, it is, it is. There is no definitive answer. Theoretically and academically, you can argue um, both sides of the story that inflation is bad for for markets and good for markets. Um, we don't. I think investors try to to to, to, to tie a narrative. Um, to a certain market movement, and if the market goes down over this quarter, and 
there was an uptick in inflation. They might pinpoint inflation as the 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 culprit. But the, the the long and the short of it is 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 the opportunity cost of risky of holding risky assets. If there is an uptick in inflation and and the Fed needs to take a stance and address it and increase yields, uh, then all of a sudden there is a risk-free return on offer, and investors need to then say no to that risk-free return to move into riskier assets. So the opportunity cost of holding riskier assets it, it returns into the to the mindset of investors. As for for profits, uh, corporate profits from um, uh, an uptick in inflation, that depends on on the industry. There's a lot of a lot of different um, industries, and 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 a lot of them can pass on profits to to the customers, increasing their profits where other people just can't, other industries just can't, and they just have to absorb the higher input costs. It's a very interesting story because in one of your paragraphs in this piece that you kindly sent me, it says here, uh, instead of investors celebrating the economic recovery, fears of an uptick inflation and subsequent higher interest rates causing a stock market sell-off have dominated the news. So on the one hand, we have the inflation that we've just spoken about and giving the corporate world the ability to pass on that inflation to the customers and therefore their share prices going up and their and their top line going up. But on the other hand, uh, the fact is that we're not used to inflation and there's a whole generation of investors that haven't been used to inflation and, and they don't know how to to deal with it. And the bond market doesn't know how to deal with it, apart from buying yields and selling the bonds themselves. So it's a very interesting conundrum. And I think that while COVID dominated 2020, and will also continue to be an influence in 2021, the inflation risk and the bond market may be the theme of 2021. What do you think? Yeah, no, exactly. Um, I totally agree with you. I think these are stuff that you can't ignore. But for, from our perspective as, as a South African wealth management company who invests predominantly South Africans' money uh, offshore, um, or the, the, these are the, the type of stuff that we have to keep tabs on. And yet it comes back to the reason why we take money offshore. Um, it's predominantly for capital growth for our investors. Um, and we still – and and if you're if – you're, we're going to say your mandate is capital growth. Uh, where else do you go? Um, you have to stay invested in the market. Uh, and this is where it's important that you have a diversified strategy across different styles and geographies and, and sectors so that if inflation reappears yes. um, on, in the market, then uh, a certain portion of your portfolio need to, to benefit from that if uh, to to, to make up for the portion that might take a short-term knock to you to that. But I think it's, it's also important to note that if, if me and you are talking about this, it is on the Fed's radar as well. Oh, yeah. Um, and, and they have, <laughs> and they will, they, they have said that they will, they will step in when necessary, although they have kept rates at the minimum, they are surely aware of it and they won't repeat the mistakes of, of the past. Yes. Um, the other thing is that if I look at the US 10-year, which was 1.775 uh, this morning, now 1.76 as we pre-record this podcast, I also look at the South African bond rate, which is 9.54%. When you see those sort of yields, do you say to yourself, OK, I need to now start 
re-asset allocation exercise. In other words, not everything into equities and um, less into bonds. I now need to get into the fixed income space or the bond space because of what's happening with these yields. Is that what you do at Brentus Wealth? Uh, it's a strategy that we followed, um, that we've been following for a while now. We we are bullish on the offshore equity market and for all uh, safer assets, cash and inca- cash and bond. We are bearish offshore because of the lack of interest rates where we we keep that money local. So when we do go offshore, it is for a certain type of investor who has a certain uh, or a long enough investment horizon to sit out exchange rate and equity volatility, but if, if it's short to medium term needs um, or to balance the risk, uh, to balance our portfolio according to the client's risk, we do, we have been a, a proponent of, of South African income funds especially. Okay, so uh, the bond market is uh, not a problem yet. Is there any sort of rate that you see the yield going to the, when it becomes a, a problem, not just for Brentos Wealth, but also for a slightly bigger institution, and that is the US Federal Reserve. Do you think, in other words, in my clumsy way, I'm going to ask you this question, do you think that interest rates might start to rise in the developed world at any time soon? Getting from what, what we're hearing out of the, like the ECB and the Fed, I don't think, not at the moment, I, I can't remember how, I think it's 12 out of the 15 governors at the Fed have said that they only see an uptick at, at the end of 2023 uh, as in interest rates. So at the moment, I think no one knows exactly what to do. So everyone is sort of reactive rather than proactive. Yes. So so I, I don't think there, there will be any dramatic changes for the rest of the year. Okay, so we shouldn't be worried, but we must keep an eye on this US 10-year bond rate and also the South African bond rate as well, uh, because yeah. uh, the, what we don't talk about a lot is the bond market asset class, which is probably much bigger than the, the equity asset class. Stefan, thank you so yeah. much for your wisdom. That's Stefan Janser van Furen, who is from Brenthurst Wealth in Stellenbosch, and that was It's My Money. It's My Money was brought to you by Brenthurst Wealth, an award-winning boutique wealth management company. The views and opinions expressed in these podcasts are those of Lindsay Williams and various contributors and do not reflect the policy, position or opinion of any other agency, organization, employer or company associated with strictlybusinesspodcast.com. Assumptions made on the analyses are not reflective of the position of any other entity other than the speaker or the author. And since we are critically thinking human beings, these views are always subject to change, revision and rethinking at any time. Please do not hold us to them in perpetuity.